0: Poetry. 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 poetry 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 night poetry night rings through excuse me Joshua J. Ballard is a writer and spoken word poet from Asbury Park, New Jersey. A two-time Grand Slam Poetry Champion and a three-time Poet Laureate nominee in Asbury, Joshua is on his fourth national tour promoting his newest book, published by Piscataway House Publications. Let say, yeah, Piscataway House Publications? I keep going is 130 pages of poetry, prose, and essays. Suffice to say, a talented and prolific artist. Please welcome back to the stage Joshua J. Ballard. Oh, come on, Bellingham. What's up, Bellingham? I'm glad to be back here. I saw some of your faces here about 13 months ago. It's nice to be here again. Um, I'm really sad to hear this place is closing. Um, This is gorgeous. Um, You guys don't seem to have any feelings about that. Very very straight-faced. Guys, (laughs) I want you guys to drop your politeness, okay? Get rid of all that. I want you guys to be reactionary. I want you guys to make some noise. And I want you guys to to feel what you're feeling tonight. So make some noise real quick. Come on. Make some noise. (laughs) All right, so I'm gonna start off uh, by reading a poem out of this uh, book I was just talked about. This poem is called "Queen of the Sky." You can see a lot from a thousand feet in the air. It's nearly 40 miles of visibility in clear skies, and if clouds arise, then you have pillows to rest your wonder upon and daydream. Did you ever stop to think you'd be remembered for not doing it? For being bold enough to dare to be free, prisoner only of the truths we know that don't involve taxes or suffering or that pants will always need to be tailored. You have sewn together more than continental divides, putting streamlined machetes to trails which had barely been beaten by boots. You knew better than to hesitate when they said, It's a man's world, honey. Wise up. If you put your best smile forward and your middle finger backward while well, you discovered fortune is the sun and it favors the bold. Let us rediscover who we are. Beneath sheets and atop airplane wings and anywhere else that has ever made your bones twinge. And if dropping off the map is what it takes to make the change you want it to be in the world, then you are a high dive into an ocean 40 miles out of view and a rescue. If you knew, do you think you'd do it again? Would you run your fingers through the clouds knowing that failure was going to be your best success? Knowing there would be a 99 angel choir in a cloud somewhere singing refrain after refrain, how you raced for humanity instead of the finish line? You can see a lot from a thousand feet, Amelia. And if you could see what would come to be, would you close your eyes and dream on pillows made of wonder in the sky, or would you fly, fly, fly? All right, so how are you guys feeling now? All right, here's what we're going to do. Who's had a rough day in the past month? Okay, let me do this again. Who's had a rough day in the past 30 days, month? There's a good amount of you that haven't had a rough day. Alright, for those of you that have, I want you to take I want you to take those rough days, right? I want to take anything, any pains, any uh troubles, any miscommunications, any problems you've had in your life in the past thirty days or thirty years, maybe, if that was the last time you had something go wrong. I want you to take it. I want you to breathe it into your lungs. Everyone just breathe it in. Like seriously, breathe with me. Breathe in, and now we're going to get rid of that. So on the count of three, what I want you guys to do is I want you to scream at the top of your lungs, and we're going to get rid of that. This is going to be a cleansing a cleansing thing, because we don't want any emotional blo- uh, blockage. We want to feel everything right now, okay? So on the count of three, we're going to scream at the top of our lungs. Ready? One, two, and I know some of you are going to half-ass this, so I want all the way, Okay? top of your lungs. One, two, three. Ah! Poem. Let's get acoustics in this room. I am a fucking bastard. I have slept with women and then not called them. You're right. I have pushed little kids down on playgrounds. I have watched people get off trains without their newspaper and then kept that newspaper. I am a fucking bastard. But that's not why I'm a bastard. You see, my parents were not married when I was conceived. Well, I mean, my parents were not even single when I was conceived. All right, my parents were in the tail end of a two-day bender astray from their spouses when two moons collided and those two exposed asses came together to make me a fucking bastard. <laughs> now, I think about that sometimes. Like any time an angry driver screams out their lowered car window, you fucking bastard! I pause for a moment to reflect on me. The same way you might think about it when someone screams, oh, I don't know, you fucking bitch, or you fucking terrorist. Because while we are not these things, we have been called these things. And while we're above these things, we still hold a small part in these things. Inside each and every one of us is a gut-wrenching secret that is waiting for a tune-up. When they come down on us for that which we cannot control, our inner voices are calling us bastards for never giving the union of our souls and our voices a second chance for us to sing. Fuck you! Fuck you! You fucking bastard. Now, I stop and I think. I think about my parents and how for at least one night of my infantile life, while I was swaddled and adorable, they must have looked at me, saw a bastard, and cried. I think about the ex-girlfriend everyone loved for and how when she sees my face now, she whispers, that fucking bastard. I think about all the nights when I was drunk, blacked out, screaming at myself in the mirror, you fucking bastard. But since I've grown, I take my time when looking at myself in the mirror, saying quietly to myself, you lucky fucking bastard. Yeah. You may be a fucking bastard, but you're a lot. And regardless of how we came to be, we all have the ability to be. I have the capacity to survive because my mother worked two and three jobs and my father gave to his children selflessly. I have the propensity for greatness because despite near poverty, my parents took their twice-divorced asses to their frayed blue-collar jobs every day. Uphill. Both ways. (laughs) You see, we all make mistakes, but it's how we handle them that counts. I happen to have a good grip on life despite some slips. I was through the grasp of addiction, the suffocating quicksand manipulation, and choking financial insecurity, but I've come out all right. I've learned that in spite of all that has happened, I am loved. I am cared for. I know there's a glint in each one of my parents' eyes that remains to remind them, and I want it to remain there. I want to look at them and know that with everything that has happened, they can have a hug from me anytime they like, because I now know what redemption is, and I am not just some fucking bastard. Thank you. Huh? Uh, I mean, that's your opinion, right? <laughs> I like that. You guys, I felt your feelings in my ear parts. I loved it. <laughs> All right, so um, has anyone in here ever worked? I feel like I can't see you because this thing was like right here, and I was like, what's going on? Has anyone in here ever worked um, in, a, in like a restaurant? Or like even like a Taco Bell maybe. No extra hands go for the Taco Bell. There it is. <laughs> All right, so like half of you maybe. Okay, that's you're right. That's that's probably a good know to do with that. Um, <laughs> so this poem is for you guys. You unappreciative, selfish prick. Something I find myself saying four out of five days of the work week. With tartar sauce glazing one wrist, a smeared melty butter patty down my apron pocket, and a salty sense of decency escaping my pores, I am your waiter. At times, a twelve-plate, one-handed overhead squatter, a six-martini-on-too-small-a-tray ballerina between tables, and you... You unappreciative, selfish prick somehow know the exact moment to throw your arms back in a flurry of exaggerated gesture while the drink tray carrying your drink precariously pendulums over your head. And you forgot to ask for no fruit in your cocktail. I'll hang on my other five tables while I speed walk back to the bar for this prick because he doesn't want to reach into his cocktail and get his fingers wet. Well, I hate to tell you, buddy, but that bartender ain't budging for this. You see, kindness and patience are slim pickings in the restaurant world, and the directions read, use sparingly. So guess what? These fingers are going scuba diving. That's right, because I am your waiter, and I'm still babysitting the tartar sauce and butter patties, and your drink is the kiddie pool. This is what happens when you fuck with the people you depend on. Now, It should be stated that my fingers don't usually don ice cubes for swimmies, and steaks don't usually see my chef's inseam. In fact, you'd be more likely to find me cracking jokes with coworkers and customers at my own expense. I like to overturn frowns, but this is no self-appreciation story, no. See, this is an anthem, a battle cry, for anyone who deals with self-absorbed pricks on a daily basis and know all too well how some people confuse customer service with customer servants. Well... We're not going to take it anymore. No more of your witless, condescending remarks. No more of your sending back your order three times. No more of your, let me speak to your manager. I want to speak to your manager! (laughs) I don't really know what that means. (laughs) But I think Abe Lincoln said it best that People are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. So quit trying to make up mine. I got Shirley Temples to make for the six-year-olds with smiles at table three, but you don't see that. You only see that when you bark, I gotta go fetch if I want your shitty tip. You don't see the four times per shift I stand in front of the mirror telling myself it is better to make everyone else smile than to help one customer realize they're a prick. Because chances are, if you're a prick, I mean, you'll always be a prick. But if you're having a bad day, Can we all agree to not take it on the people who are just trying to do their jobs and be happy or okay or whatever honest Abe was talking about? Because a bad day is just that. It's one bad day until you become the customer. So this poem is for you, the unappreciative, selfish prick. And this steak is for you. And this cocktail, no fruit. The tartar sauce, however, is on me. Thank you. (laughs) Alright, so raise your hand if you're gonna think twice about sending your food back now. <laughs> just you two? Cool, we're good. <laughs> um all right, so this um this poem I'm about to do is uh the actual actually the inspiration art for the um cover of this book, which so we have uh some on the table back there. Uh there's actually two of these at a discounted price. So the first two over there can grab these for a little cheaper because of the deal we got working out with Poetry Night. So get over there and just just do it, you know? Just drop 50 bucks on five of the same book. (laughs) Um, So the poem is called Rocket Ships Sometimes Work. I'm 28 years old and I'm a scared little boy. I spend most of my time pretending I keep busy, which keeps me fairly busy. I try hard, but I don't try for long. I've had more than my fair share of disappointments in life, and I've succeeded more times than I probably deserve, working harder and failing more than I'd like to remember. But the times I remember most are when I gave my everything and came up short. Now, I'm sitting in my car with a girl, right? After one of the best dates I've ever had, You know, those unexpected ones that last all day and all night. And our conversation dances between my stubbornness and her stubbornness. And she's telling me all the reasons I need to hear to make a change. Despite her obvious anxiety, I fox trot around answering through her sighs, but I notice most a single deflating note. A moment of defeat in order to muster up enough strength to rise, to succeed, to make something out of my not trying. And she tells me, go get it. That the problem with people is that they wait for it to come to them. It never will. So I'm a 28-year-old boy who sometimes waits too long. Like the Hollywood magic I've been programmed to believe in will one day persuade the perfect mix of point into practicality and place a pair of lips right there. Or the book deal I've been waiting for just past my fingertips and I'll make the right grab. I won't dance around the issue. But sometimes the moment never comes. And I was never taught that stealing the moment does not come with shoplifting charges. That the perfect girl for you, just like you, doesn't know who her perfect man is. So sometimes, sometimes you got to make those Disney fantasies come true. Sometimes you've got to be the beast that makes the beauty crumble. Sometimes you got to climb those walls to see the kingdom for the streets they are, or the streets for the kingdom they could be. And when the king's men get in the pauper's way, you bash their skulls in with a coconut. Or you tell them straight up, my desire will not back down for you. This. Dream has seen more sleepless nights than you have seen stars. I have fought through more pain for this moment than any human could ever inflict on me. The fight in my shoulders could bear mountains. The fire in my eyes could melt glaciers and hearts and burn down walls. You've never even thought of scaling. So tell me, do you want to stand in my way? I came here to tell a story. It's about a 28 year old boy who grew up on a date with a girl he never thought he'd be out with, and he realized that not every dance has to be led by me, but sometimes you've got to take the first step for the music to start. Because we're taught to believe that with the right setting, anything is possible. And it is true. I mean, anything is possible. But sometimes you got to build the stage, the orchestra pit, the ensemble, the cast. Sometimes you got to know the score and write it. Sometimes the world is not going to even have room for you. I'm not going to be another person waiting around for it. Because I don't know about you, but I came here with a desire. And I'm putting my dancing shoes on. Because first steps conduct your future. And if that means dancing on the moon, then I'm building a rocket ship to the fucking stars, because the only way you are going to attain the heaven you're after is by going up and getting it. Thank you. (laughs) So, um, how many people have ever been in a relationship before? (laughs) Just two of you? Don't make me have you guys yell again because I'll do it. <laughs> Let's see those hands. who's been in a relationship at least one <laughs> I mean, if you're in multiple relationships you can like hands up, wiggle your fingers. <laughs> All right, so this next poem um, is uh, a poem I wrote for a girl who um who broke my heart. you know things happen. Um, it's called My Breath in Winter. She said, This doesn't mean just nothing to me. It is a stream of gasoline burning blindly in the back of my mind, and you are a lighter, babe. You are a sinking ship. And I'm an ocean on fire, and your heels feel rough against my thighs. You've been picking up on what it means to earn a buck, and your hard luck took five when your hands grasped mine. I was never too alone to do anything. I made practice out of standing on my own, too. I made mistakes glisten like gold. Errors were never something I needed to get used to. I've made my fair share, and I've been keeping my side of the street clean. At least, I've been trying to. And that is all we can do, because part of what makes us is not always making it, but we try. This doesn't mean just nothing to me. I still hold the rolls of film. We are tire marks and fresh powder and loss of control. We are Chinese New Year. I don't think I ever told you why I was mad. We are noses brushing and smiles too giddy to hide. I couldn't be with you, so I woke to your name on the phone by my side, a seven-hour phone call. I sang you to sleep until you snored me the same. I knew you as the young girl struggling to keep her head above water. You didn't notice, you only just got your toes wet. I was too impressed to tell you, to break that fresh shell of you. Honestly, you made age viscous in my veins. Days with you were before time makes fools of us. So many years spent looking over my shoulder, I was refreshed to see you. You, you are breaking day. You are caught in a rainstorm and we don't care. You are run away and your voice is a soothing bath on the other line. I don't see nighttime bay sides the same way. They remind me of the stars our lips met under and they burst like gasoline. I am an ocean on fire for you. Stay you are casket of my love sent out to sea bury me baby beneath the remains of whales and oil and things men can't dream of because because we can't handle things like this like loves that don't die when you want them to and I don't want it to this doesn't mean just nothing to me like you you are my breath in winter dancing away from my fingers and your stuttering breath is the last sonata playing in my mind I am a broken bottle on the sidewalk My last crash in the night. Don't cut yourself on me. I should have told you about me. I want to tell you things about yourself, but I know you've got to earn them. This doesn't mean just nothing to me. You've got to learn that the decisions that you make, make you. That the bridges that you burn, burn you. That the silence in the night can only be broken by you. And then there is daybreak. Dawn, and someday this will mean everything to you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm going to do one more uh, poem for you guys, and then um, I guess we're done. Yeah, and then we can all just hang out and, like, talk about TV shows, right? You know? Or, oh, yeah, right, poems. Is that what we're here for? Cool. Um, <laughs> but um if you want, I have books and CDs. If you have money, do that. Come buy some. If not, come say hello. Talk to me about, what was that thing you said? Po? All right, we'll talk about something. We'll figure it out. Um, but this next poem is, uh is, yeah, it certainly does. So this next piece is... um. It's something I wrote after, uh, last year going on tour. Um, I went to 45 cities over the course of three and a half months and, um, I got to see everything that the United States has to offer, um, coast to coast, north to south. And, um, it was a really beautiful, life-changing experience. And, um, I, I just, I just want to suggest to everyone that if you can find a way to do it, go. Go see, go meet, go experience. There's so much, even just within the four walls of this country. Um, you know, whether you have a craft um, that will allow you to uh, make some money on the way so you can pay your way, or if you have to save up for 10 years to do it, I really, I really suggest that the people that you meet along the way, the places that you go, and the food. It's food everywhere. It's not just here, it's food <laughs> everywhere. But it's really great. And I just, I really encourage it. I really encourage everyone to go out and see because there's so much more. There's so much diversity and culture in this planet. Um, and there's just so much even in this country. So um, I'll stop talking and I'll start poeming. This is called We Are One. With my first ever confident footstep into this world, the immeasurable moat surrounding New Jersey that is the rest of America, it sank in how insignificant I am. How little these simple town blues really are. I left my heart with a girl I knew for one night in Spokane. We only talked, but I found more intimacy in that conversation than any one-night stand. I left my favorite bracelet with a woman in council bluffs. She cried and wrapped me in her arms and a necklace. I left fear behind in the slums of Cleveland, where I saw circumstance greet me with a welcoming smile. I left my youth behind in the faces of children in El Paso, where they needed more than I was prepared to give them. I saw cities open palms as they walk away from their children, the longest reaches of their fingers outstretched to the broken dream towns they leave behind them, with sand dust and muscle fibers clinging to revolution in their palms. I saw Occupy marchers looking like Iraqi soldiers, fighting their shadows in a summer haze that never sets. I've seen 1,000-yard stairs snatched from between closed eyelids, sleep twitching in and out at 15-minute intervals. I've seen the road bend to my weary, weeping eyes when guardrails should have become permanent dreams, when dreams should have brought down guardrails, walls becoming molehills, mountains becoming walls that crumble boundaries never meant to exist. And I have seen love become violence and sawn off shotgun blasts. I've seen the road, the country, change and stagnation, Love and hurt and war and war and war and peace. I have seen peace in the small hands and lightning rod faces of children trying to write poverty into poetry. Of friends I've never known becoming friends I will never forget. Of strangers welcoming strangers known only by the infinite length of string connecting holes in hearts to holes in shoes. These soldiers, these occupiers, the road warriors, the heart wranglers, the homebodies, you children of poverty and obscurity and success and hospitality, you beautiful, beautiful children of this world. We are small, simple, little, little people. Raise each other up. Our differences are nothing compared to our similarities. We are children of the finest strands, of the longest roots, of the oldest trees on Earth. We are only one thing, children. Children of of one another. This Earth, this life string that connects us by the faintest of threads, we are one. Thank you, guys. Josh J. Ballard, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. Hot stuff. You don't have to stop. You don't have to stop. So the microphone, I'm gonna, I'm feeling it already. This thing has a spirit.